Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hypnotic Awareness Podcast. I am Ashley. I'm Quessie. I'm Allie Mae. And we are three clinical medical support hypnotherapists here today to talk about ourselves. <laughs> Yay. Kind of impromptu. We don't know exactly where it's going to go, but wherever it goes, that's where we want it to go. That's exactly where it's meant to go. Exactly. Get to know us. So like from our first episode, I know we kind of all talked about how we got into this, how we met at our academy and how we decided to do this podcast together. So today we kind of want our listeners to kind of get to know who we are. We've talked about forgiveness. We've talked about a lot of important things, but today it's about us. Let's talk about us, baby. Baby. (laughs) So as you guys know, our first time we met at the Heartland Hypnosis Conference, where we got to work with a lot of other great hypnotists. We got to meet everyone. And that was just a great experience as a whole for all of us, especially as new hypnotists. And it really confirmed for us being in the same space together, how much our energies are like synchronized like the three of us someone would say something and the other the other two would get goosebumps and then we all had goosebumps and we just like we just really felt our connection even more uh being present with one another which was super beautiful experience yes and we got confirmation from other people too telling us how dynamic our energy was together and we also did some sessions together how did you guys like that? We kind of learned about each other a lot more. Um, we were both all in hypnosis together. We shared a special guide together. And it was actually a really, really great experience to say the least. Yeah, that was um, that was pretty crazy to, to all be like in the same trance-like state, traveling to the same place and seeing the same things and feeling the same things and and then getting confirmation even like a week later some of the stuff that we saw in trance together we started to see in our own lives me in chicago ashley in st louis like we were seeing things pop up mm-hmm. and it's like oh holy crap <laughs> this is real not that we didn't think it was real but it's like when all of these synchronicities maybe you might call them coincidences. I call them synchronicities. When all of this stuff keeps happening and it's right in front of your face, you can't not believe that there is um, maybe a higher power working to make sure that the three of us met up together in this lifetime to make some positive change. Again, in this again. Yeah. yeah, I think we have soul ties for real. <laughs> oh, you y- y'all are part of my soul family. That card relationships, Quasita's tarot cards, as our listeners know, and relationship kept popping up in, in my cards. And I just remember her saying, reading the first time, there's members of your soul family and you're going to know who these people are when you meet them. They are your people. You are, you can absolutely be 100% your true self around these people. And y'all are part of my soul family because I feel the most me when I'm getting to talk to you guys. Oh, don't make me cry, Allie. (laughs) We're just going to sing and dance and cry this whole podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I'm curious, ladies, what are some changes you've noticed in your life since starting to be hypnotist, starting to do a lot of this kind of light work on ourselves and other people? What are some changes you've noticed? I've noticed that the work never stops. I mean, we, like I said, right before we started recording, Allie, we, our lives are just a combination of all the things that we have actually manifested, whether we want to believe it or not. Everything that we are experiencing, everything that's in our life right now, we have manifested it either unconsciously or consciously. So what I have noticed that even before this journey and just being in this journey now, that the work literally never stops. Uh, things can go left any minute, you know, just be based off of just our personal situations, things can go left. And sometimes it's so hard to get back on the right track. But one thing that I've really learned though, is that it just never stops. Like you have to continue working to be your better self. I agree. I agree completely. I feel like uh, this, this work, this, I call it sometimes like this evolving into more of our highest good. Maybe some people call it like self-actualization, right? right? And and I think that we are always kind of one thought or one revelation away from evolving into our next highest self. Mm -hmm. And but that's just that's just it's a continuous process. It doesn't stop. There's always more evolving to do, more learning and growing to do. So I love that. I love that you said that, Ashley. I agree completely. Same. And I think it's important to note that even when you're working on yourself to become a better version of you and to evolve, just knowing that perfection isn't something that we'll ever attain, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, I've learned to not strive for perfection, but just to strive to be better than I was yesterday. Instead of being like, oh, I want to be the best this or I want to be the best that. No, I don't, I don't need to be the best. I just mm -hmm. need to be the best me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of things going on right now in my life that I've taken a step back a couple weeks here. And man, those things really would have bothered old Allie. And I just um anymore I think the biggest change that I've noticed in me is that I really don't think that other people's opinions have anything to do with me mm -hmm. anybody's opinions of me or actions towards me how they choose to treat me it's all on them it has nothing to do with me it's their own projections securities or insecurities right it could go both ways it's all on them. It's their choice. And I am pretty much 100% done letting other people affect me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what? That, that shit is hard because, I mean, we do care what other people think about us. We do care. We want people to like us. But at some point, where is the cutoff line? Like, where do you separate yourself and how you feel about yourself versus other people's opinion about you like where is the cutoff line and I think that the more I grow into just the higher me the better me I'm learning that it really doesn't matter it, it really doesn't it doesn't matter I mean it doesn't matter what how someone else feels about you as long as you know who you are mm -hmm. And that's the thing. A lot of people, I guess they just don't know who they are 
or they're not comfortable with who they are mm -hmm. or maybe they want to change and it's just so difficult sometimes to not let what other people think about you affect you and i i second that ali i'm working on that every day as well well that's the human condition right like we all <laughs> want to be connected to other people so i think that's why we seek approval from others but what we need to realize is that approval is within hmm? you don't seek approval outside of yourself and once you approve of yourself then you'll get the approval from those around you because what's meant for you will always be for you will always be there and ultimately we're all connected anyway Mm -hmm. The only time that we start to experience a disconnect is if, if we kind of put emphasis on what makes us different from someone else. But ultimately, we're all similar. Yeah. Every We have more similarities than we do differences. So how can we thrive on knowing that and becoming a better human race? What we are all striving for as a human race is to be connected, like just think about how hard and difficult life will be without not without any type of relationship with either a friend or spouse. Imagine how hard life would be without no relationships. Hmm. I think that it comes down to definitions. How do we define ourselves as a person? Is it what I have, what I own? what I do every day? No, not really. I think it's more of like a, how do I feel about me? How do I, um, maybe it's a bit too, like, how do I treat others? Mm -hmm. Do I respect myself enough to be able to respect, uh, you know, someone of power just as easily as I respect someone who is houseless? How do I, how do I treat other people? What do I, what are the energies that I put out to to the universe, because those energies that we put out, let's say they're good, positive energies, that's what we bring back to us. So I really like what you said earlier, Ashley, less emphasis on being accepted and approved by others, more emphasis on approving ourselves fully in this moment. And then we attract the people, the right people to us, like Ashley and Questy, my soul family, who just naturally approve of me as well like i couldn't look at ashley and think she did something wrong she did oh she did this wrong she did that wrong or or questy like oh why would she do that with her kids because i trust that they got whatever they're doing because they can handle it and i know that because i know i can handle anything that comes to my life now i can handle anything because i define myself as someone who is who is safe and protected and has positive purpose in this life yeah we're learning to slow down <laughs> and, yeah we're learning to slow down and to release our ego selves that we're quick to react to situations and now we're able to take a step back and look at it for what it really is and Allie likes to say all the time you know other people's opinions of you have nothing to do with you so you can take a step back and be like you know what why should that affect me it doesn't and I'm not gonna let it
Yeah, you see, you see things around you is not good enough. Uh, take a look in inward because that probably means you're not feeling good enough. Yeah. And you need to start doing some work on yourself to feel good enough. This version of you is fully acceptable and lovable, not the version 10 pounds lighter or $10,000 richer. This version of yourself right now is completely acceptable and lovable. Mm-hmm. And if someone sees something in you that they don't like, that's probably because it's actually something in themselves that they don't like about themselves. And vice versa. Hey. Mm-hmm. Vice versa. I think we need to kind of revert the conversations back to who we are as these young millennial hypnotherapists. Who are you, Ashley? Who am I is always changing. Mm -hmm. It's always changing. I'm always working on becoming a better version of myself. Who I was yesterday is not who I am today. Who I was last year is definitely, definitely not who I am today. So who am I? I'm, I'm always evolving. I feel like. What are some fun things to know about you guys? Like what, what makes you unique? I'm a vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian for basically all my life. I'm a dog mom. His name's Abe. I rescued him. He's my baby. He almost looks like the target dog, but a bigger version. Yeah. yeah. Once you have to share what makes you something that the listeners probably won't know about Kwasi? I'm a Jill of all trades. Not only am I a hypnotherapist, I do nails. I (laughs) am a chef, professionally trained chef. I have a bunch of side gigs. I babysit. I meal prep. I'll door dash sometimes. I just, you know, I'm a hustler. She's a hustler, baby. (laughs) so can I share with you ladies what I feel makes each of you unique yes please because being a dog mom isn't very unique (laughs) so Allie I think what makes you unique is your ability to draw people in like you just have this like really bubbly spirit and people want to know you just because you're just like this little ball of energy (laughs) which your personality is much bigger than your size because I was very surprised at how tiny you were in person (laughs) yes (laughs) I didn't picture you that small I love you I love you for saying that (laughs) thank you big personality (laughs) and Ashley I think what makes you so unique is you're very poised To be your age and to carry yourself the way that you do and to like own who you are. Everybody notices you when you walk in a room. Her presence. You're just that girl. Oh, Kwesi. It's true. It's true. I'm very impressed by your versatility, Kwesi. Your answer was perfect. You do it all, girl. You rock it all. Like this girl's got like four different Instagram pages and they're all, you would never know it's the same person because you're so extremely talented. And I just like, I just awe over the stuff that you post. And then on top of all of that, this girl is a single mama and her kids are just absolutely brilliant. And you involve your kids in like the funny TikToks that you post and I'm just like how does she have the time I'm sitting here like oh yeah I walk my dog a few times a day and I'm like I don't have the time for this I don't have the time for that (laughs) I mean 
and, and in a nutshell, you both absolutely inspire me. Kwesi, what you said about Ashley, I can just still see Ashley walking down the hallway of the conference. And I was just like, wow, look at her, both of your presence. I'm very, I'm very grateful for. And I think that you two together and even apart, you both provide like a really comfortable environment for people to really be who they are without any reservation. I think that you guys just have that natural thing where people just, they kind of have to take their resistance down. Like you have no choice with you guys. And I think that is just so beautiful in itself to be able to have people kind of almost surrender in a way to you guys and just kind of just be authentic and honest. Both of you guys exhibit that all the time. And I really admire that because that is just, that's so powerful. So Aww. we made getting all, all teary-eyed and shit. <laughs> we made Quessy cry again. Yes. You guys always make me cry. What else is new? <laughs> <laughs> I love this heart to heart. <laughs> we needed this. And that would have been my next question is how would you want to be remembered? But I think what we shared about each other is how we will be remembered. I think a lot of our uniqueness too, ladies, is that we practice what we preach mm. we walk the talk there's a lot of people out there who maybe don't I think that will be what we're remembered for too yep and that's not to say that we don't stumble and fall on our asses sometimes and lose our shit or lose our way but we know how to pick ourselves up and get right back on that path yep absolutely it's like think about those moments leading up to a breakthrough. It doesn't necessarily have to be a breakdown, mm -hmm. but they can be emotional moments uh, where we need to realign, rebalance our energies. And yeah, maybe we'll need to take a step back and just kind of peace out for a little bit. That's what I do sometimes. I just kind of dissociate and just peace out when I know that there's something I need to figure out, maybe not even on a conscious level, but on like a super conscious level. Our highest problem-solving intelligence is always working. And as long as we trust that the answers will come, they do come. But yeah, it might look a little messy in the process. Yeah. Or that's or okay. Be painful, like mm. healing, growing, knowing more about yourself, loving yourself more. It's not all glamour and glitz. It can be painful, but you come out of that so much better and with so much clarity. I still should on myself. <laughs> I still maybe say or do things and then and then I end up thinking oh I should have done that I should have done this I still should on myself but I mean where would the growth be if I didn't where would the learning be if if I didn't have those moments of yeah maybe I didn't handle that the best way but it doesn't necessarily mean I need to regret any action what is something that you guys if you can go back what is something that you would tell your younger self Hey kid, this is what hypnosis is. Do it, practice it, tell yourself good things. Your life will change forever. You know? Seriously, I was just I was just thinking that. I'm like, how do I start convincing like schools around here to have meditation or hypnosis at an early age? I've been working with some like teenage girls lately and it's just incredible. And I'm learning so much from them. It's been such an incredible journey and experience. And I, I tell them all, I wish I had these tools when I was your age. Man, 
I'm so glad that my kids get to experience this at such a young age. Just witnessing two of my boys going to the dentist and using hypnosis in lieu of pain medications and really being able to conquer the fear of pain. To witness that, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Ashley? I would say a lot of things, but first and foremost, that everything is going to be okay. It always, it always, it always works out. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed that sometimes when you think about the worst case scenario of something or your mind just goes to the deepest end, that it always turns out that it's going to work out. So I would tell myself not to worry. And you know what? You're only fearful of something because you haven't done it or you haven't tried it or you don't understand it. You don't understand it. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's really not that scary. I mean, you talk about like public speaking or fear of anything. And once you start doing it and you're doing it, doing it more and more, it's almost like it was really never a fear. Mm. Because all that fear just exists up here, right? It just exists in your mind. It's not something that walks up to you and says, boo. Right. (laughs) It's all in your mind. Yeah. Think about performers, for example. The first time they get on a stage, I bet you can't meet a performer on this planet that has set foot on stage for the first time and said that they weren't fearful of the outcome or of the performance or of making a mistake but they did it scared. They did Mm -hmm. it anyway. So facing your fears is a beautiful thing. Yeah. What if they hadn't? What if they would have just surrendered to their fear? Yep. They wouldn't be where they are now. Mm -hmm. I was fearful of doing this podcast. And now this episode, I just said, you know, geez, I was afraid to talk in the beginning. And now you can't shut me up the more you do something. (laughs) Yeah. Now you make all these wonderful, like weekly videos. Yeah, I started a TikTok page. I'm up to like 30 videos or something, but I pinned the first one I did because even just filming in in this in this room, you know, holding the phone, I was shaking. Hi, I'm Allie. I'm hypnotherapist of Chicago. I'm going to help you. I was a, I was even fearful just the idea of my video being seen. You know, I've come far since then, but I do. I pin it. I go back and I watch it and I laugh. Facing your fear breeds greatness. Mm-hmm. What type of people do you guys admire the most and why? Like what type of traits do the people you admire have? For me, I would say something that I really admire about some people is authenticity. People who are not afraid to be themselves. People who are very, have a very strong opinion about themselves And it doesn't matter what anyone else says, they know who they are. So just people who walk, walk in their authenticity, Mm -hmm. who are just their own self, and they're just so comfortable with their their selves, they don't care if someone likes them or not, because they always know that whoever likes them is for them, and whoever don't like them, and they're able to accept that. So for me, I really admire people who are authentically themselves. It reminds me of that Dr. Seuss quote be who you are and say what you feel because those that matter don't mind and those that mind don't matter. Yep. What about you, Kwesi? I 
I'm going to piggyback off of you. I love the real genuine in people and honesty. People who are just brutally honest. I just love that so much because you can't bring somebody down who's living in their truth. They're almost fearless. I'm sure there's some things that they fear, but they're damn near fearless. Honesty. It's a big one for me. Honesty, authenticity, practicing what you preach, kindness, practicing what you preach is really big theme for me right now. Some, some people need to walk the walk, you know, and not just talk the talk. Yeah. And I think practicing what you preach and practicing it to everybody, not showing up as a different person with each different person. I remember a friend roommate of mine, she's like, you talk to me the same way you talk to your grandma Betty. Yeah. Because I'm me and I'm not trying to put on a face for different people. That part. I knew a person who I called her a chameleon because Every time she got a new boyfriend or a new group of friends, she always adapted to how they acted and the things that they liked and started talking like them and liking the same music. Like, it was just so weird to me. And I'm like, how do you switch up so much? Like, who are you? You don't even know who you are. She doesn't know. She has no sense of identity. Mm -mm. And it's It's cool to be inspired. It's cool to be inspired by other people. Exactly. You, you don't have to change who you are for other people. Exactly. But take I that don't... inspiration and make it your own. Don't carbon copy it. <laughs> people like that, their identity was not built on a strong foundation. Yeah. So every time they experience something new or someone new, it, you know, think of think of it like building up blocks. Their identity is kind of like sand. So he's piling sand on top of sand on top of sand. It's eventually going to just tumble down. So I look at people like that as being beginners into like incarnating. Maybe they're new to this whole like human experience because I consider myself an old soul. I know for a fact that I've had many mm-hmm. lifetimes. I could feel it. But I think people like that, they're new. So they're mm-hmm. just going to keep fucking up. And they probably have like a traumatic childhood and past also in this lifetime. They're just searching for things that will fulfill them in the people that look fulfilled. Mm-hmm. In the mm-hmm. moment, like they just... They're like that instant gratification type or see me, see me, see me, you know? Yeah. But if you really did trust and accept yourself as who or what you are now, maybe things would start to fall into place a little bit more. Maybe you would be able to figure out your truest passion or your highest excitements because Mm -hmm. you trust that they're going to come to you because you're worthy of that. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of lack of self-worth in the person who is a chameleon definitely pray for him and let him go send him love baby send him love old Allie hmm (laughs) she might have been angry now I just I'm really learning to send people love yep same because old Quessie would have choked a bitch Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm masculine. I'm masculine. I wear men's deodorant. What? Come at me. <laughs> Who needs a boyfriend when you can just smell like him? You're so random. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have another question for you ladies. What is the most incredible thing 
you've learned about love? Love myself first. Mm. Love me first. Love myself first. I heard it for the first 30 years of my life, but I didn't really understand it. Now I do. I used to go into friendships or relationships, partners, even adopting my dog as like, okay, this is where my happiness is. This is where my love is. I need to express my love to someone else to feel valued. No, I need to love myself first. And then any love that comes from another person or animal is just an added bonus. Yep. It's an extension of yourself coming back. Yeah, but I don't need it. I don't need your love because I love me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I was kind of going to say the same thing as you, Kwasi. You can only love someone as, as much as you love yourself. You should love people unconditionally and yeah. understand that people are going to make mistakes and they're going to screw up in places that they're, they're unhealed and love without attachment. Mm. Ashley, I'd like to hear your take too on like, are we meant to just love like one person? Is it literally like, like everyone on the street or is it like people that you know? Good question. Um, I think that if you are embodied in love and you love yourself so fully that love is going to just radiate off of you. So whether that is people who are in your circle, people who that you pass in the street, just loving yourself unconditionally makes it easier to love everyone else unconditionally. Yeah, they'll feel that energy. Mm. They'll feel that from you. But that's not to say that you will like everyone and their decisions. You don't have to like everyone. It's not really normal to like everyone. Right. But you can love them. You can send them love regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't have to agree with everything you do. That would be weird. That would be weird if we just all agreed with everything that everyone else did around us. It wouldn't be authentic. Yeah. There you go. Going back to that authenticity. That would be that chameleon person I was talking about. Yeah. Like I said, like, I don't, I don't judge Ashley for doing anything. I don't judge Questy for doing anything because I trust they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. So for me, the most incredible thing I've learned about love, some of you know, like if you've seen previous podcasts where I talked about my boyfriend that died or my mom losing my mom, the most incredible thing I have learned about love is that it transcends time, space, all of that. When you really love someone, it doesn't matter if they're here or if they have passed on, you can still feel that. And like, I just love that so much, you know, like I, I still feel the love from my mom. I still feel the love from Calvin. So although it's hard to lose someone, it's still a beautiful thing to know that that still exists. That's beautiful. Not yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, you are. It's okay if you do. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <sighs> we have much to learn from you, Kwesi. I got a lot to learn too. <laughs> oh yeah, we all do. We all do. I'm glad I get to learn with y'all. I'm glad I get to grow up a little with y'all. I don't know about grow up, but grow. <laughs> grow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we have any fun questions? Has any of you guys ever been catfished? I have been catfish (laughs) and it wasn't fun at all 
Tell us about it. Okay, so I was on a dating app and I met this girl. We really vibed. I thought she was really cute and everything. I should have noticed the red flags because all she had were filtered pictures of her face and like nothing else. We talked for a few days and then we decided we would meet up. No FaceTime, no nothing. I was just so excited and impulsive. So we went to go meet up and she was late. She was like 30 minutes late. And I called her. I'm like, hey, I'm here waiting for you. What's up? She's like, oh, I'm on my way. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. She kept saying that over and over again. Like, I'm so nervous. And I'm like, why are you so nervous? It's okay. I'm nervous too. We'll get through this together. It's going to be fun. And then she pulls into the parking lot and I get out of my car and I walk up to the car and she opens the door and I'm like, no, who, who, hi, Mm. Uh, (laughs) so-and-so, is that you? She's like, yeah, hi, you look so, I'm like, (sighs) she's like, you look exactly the same. And I'm like, (laughs) you don't. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But I still went through the date because I didn't want to be rude but uh just be authentic people you're gonna attract somebody there's somebody out there for you I promise I had to go home and drink after that damn (laughs) like I'm traumatized and I want to forget (laughs) I want dated a spy what yeah um we met at a restaurant and we just kind of just started talking we ordered sushi drinks whatever and then we got to talking about what we do and he was like well I am a spy and he was talking about I can't tell you well maybe maybe he's listening maybe he's not I don't know (laughs) well he is a spy But one thing that he told me was that, you know, anytime he has to do a mission, they'll ca- they'll call him and they'll be outside and he just kind of has to just leave and go wherever they say. And, you know, he is still, he was still active, like an active spy. He had a, he had kids, you know, he lived a regular civilian life, but he was a spy. Like he was in um, Iraq for a while as an English teacher. Yeah, it was it was wild. It was it was wild to say the least. Wow. How but exciting yeah. and sexy. It's like fun. I don't have a job. I have a mission. <laughs> but exactly, right? But I was kind of scared because obviously because he has that background, he can find out anything he want to find out. So not that I was hiding anything, but it was just kind of scary, but yeah, dated a spike. Dang. Dang. <laughs> Have any of you guys ever been suspended from school? Yep. <laughs> Same. Don't no. Several times. I got kicked out of the school too. Expelled. Oh, cool. Good girl. I didn't get along with the principal's daughter, along with another girl at the school. And I got caught smoking in the girl's bathroom. So it was a wrap for me. Grounds for expulsion. Yeah, they're like, get out of here, you little troublemaker. Ouch. I'm like, gladly. (laughs) I'm too cool for school anyway. Yeah. (laughs) No, I just slept through high school, so (laughs) I didn't get in trouble. (laughs) I did get a detention once in calculus because 
our teacher gave us homework and it was 92 questions, like 92 problems. I still remember seeing this and I just like looked at her and I was like, what the shit is this? And she's like, that's grounds for a detention. Oh my goodness. Cool. What cliques were you guys a part of in high school? I just went with the flow with everybody. I did too. Same. I was a floater. Mm-hmm. And I hung out with a lot of kids from local high school too. It wasn't even necessarily like just our high school. We just floated. Yep. Me too. What's the worst job y'all have ever had? I had three jobs my whole life. Three? Really? Yeah. I worked at a nursing home right out of high school for five years. And then I decided I would start a career in video production. So where I had my internship. I worked there for like 10 years and now I own my own business. I'm a hypnotist. I mean, I do like side stuff. Yeah, I've really only had a few jobs. Hmm. Same. Nothing that I can worse. Mm. I worked at a truck stop in high school. What was that like being as a, as a waitress? It was terrible. It was awful. And then I got fired for braiding my hair. My manager fired me for braids. This is before the Crown Act came into place. Because um, they barely passed the Crown Act in 2020, I think it was. But yeah, they, you could get fired for your hairstyles as black girl back then. And she fired me. Was she white? She was native. And what was your hair like? Um, I had crochet braids. How was that? She was like, it's too much. It's too long. I'm like, I just sat down for 10 hours getting this put in my head. I'm not a... She was like, you could take it out and come back. And I was like, it's not a wig. <laughs> like, Right. You can't just snatch it off. Yeah. So I'd say that was the worst job I've ever had in my life. Okay. So we've asked a lot of questions about our past ladies. What's something that you want like your future self to, to know or do? I want my future self to know that the grind is worth where you are headed. Mm-hmm. Everything I'm doing now is building to my success. Boom. I would want my future self to know that I actually really enjoyed the process of getting here. Like this whole entire process is so much fun. And that's the thing about like being on a journey. Once you arrive, the excitement kind of just then it's just it's just quiet then. But you get all this action, all this activity, all this you know, momentum, just going through the journey. So I would want my future self to know that I really had fun getting here. Mm -hmm. Enjoying the process. I want my future self to always remember where I came from. (laughs) The struggle is real, kind of like what you guys are saying. It's real, but it can be real enjoyable too. Mm -hmm. Um, and just just to remember the awe that I have as a hypnotist early in her career, I'm just like every session I'm learning set something and I'm still just in such awe of the power of this work when, when you teach someone the tools to be able to learn their own healing capabilities, like how beautiful is that? And I don't think I'll ever stop learning you know, and my future self even knows that. But don't let go of just that that awe and that amazement. And sometimes I even find myself like, wow, they're whispering to myself, there really is something to this work. <laughs> <laughs> it actually works. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to lose that surprise. And on that note, 
Y'all, this has been so fun. I'm always learning from you guys. I love you. The listeners, we love you unconditionally. Thank you so much for watching, listening, tuning in. If there's ever a subject you want us to talk about, let us know. Yes, drop a comment. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. See you next time. Bye. Bye.